Hey everyone, welcome to the Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast. We are so excited. We have an awesome guest with us today. Allison, is it Waddell? It is Waddell. You did it right. Good job. Awesome. Allison Waddell, CEO of, is it Illumina, right? Illuma. 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 Incredible ketamine clinic uh, that both Megan and I experienced ourselves. As most people out there listening know, our journey with plant medicine has been pretty epic and we've experienced many different ones and ketamine started to come up to Megan and I a few different places and it just started showing up divinely. We knew nothing, we knew a little bit about it, but we knew the best way to really know something is to experience it ourselves. And we looked up mm-hmm. and we heard incredible things about Aluma and, uh, and Allison. So we connected with our clinic. We had an incredible experience. And I couldn't recommend it up at the end of this. We're going to put links to contact her and check out a facility here in Austin. But thanks again for taking some time uh, with me today, Allison. Of course. Excited to be here. Always happy to expand awareness around ketamine infusion therapy. It's kind of a new, new slash not new (laughs) drug on the block. And it's, uh, it's transformative for, for many people, including myself and y'all. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there's, it, it was such a unique, profound experience for us, um, which I'm happy to get into, but I'd love to hear kind of your, your story. How did you get into ketamine? How, how did, when did it first come about? How did you find your way to it? And what, what got you the story to get you to launching your own business and helping heal so many people now? Yeah, very windy road. <laughs> like I think most weird entrepreneur people. Uh, So I've been in wellness, in the wellness industry for close to 20 years now, uh, mostly in Austin. So I started out in physical wellness. So as a high-end personal trainer, and then I, you know, I took this hilarious path that I think actually a lot of people that are in wellness long-term take, you know, you start with the physical because when you're 20s, you think as long as you work out, you're healthy. That's all, that's that's all healthy means. And if you can just look hot, I'm sure everything else will work out in your favor. Uh, Yeah. I mean, completely hilarious. And then, you know, you get into to training and trying to help people be healthy. And then you realize, oh, nutrition, nutrition is where, where it is. And so then I got, I became a chef. I went to culinary school. I studied nutrition. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, well, yeah, this is it. So all you got to do is you got to eat healthy <laughs> and then you got to work out and then you're good. We're fine. You know, and then somehow, you know, most of us in our thirties hit at least one of our first on the knees moments of going like, what is happening? And that's when the mindset piece really comes in. And then you quickly realize that none of the other stuff actually, it's all awesome and it's all very needed and all creates this holistic approach. But until you really deal with your mindset and your emotional state and your trauma and your emotional intelligence, really nothing else is going to matter because you will always end up sabotaging yourself or your trauma will come back up and you'll end up doing unhealthy coping mechanisms. And so then I got into life coaching and tried to kind of put all of that together. And so that's, uh, I moved back to Austin from California after culinary school about five years ago and, you know, launched my life coaching business and kind of helped people with that piece, um, from, from my lens. And then, uh, about four and a half years ago, I met my partner, uh, Ken, Dr. Ken Adolf, and he's a cardiac anesthesiologist. And we, uh, both were on, you know, we're just self-development nerds, uh, both had, you know, trauma, like most people growing up and then had really 
connected both on a relationship level, um, on a spiritual and soul level through plant medicine and through healing ourselves. So done some really, probably the, the most impactful journeys of my life have been with that man. Um, and really had seen some immense healing in ourselves and real strong connection um, with each other through that space. And so had just really explored psychedelics together and and had known the power of it. Uh, we had both done it prior to meeting, but then had really uh, focused on more of the, uh, the therapeutic aspects of psychedelics as opposed to the 20 year old, <laughs> really fun recreational aspects, which are also awesome. Um, oh, yeah. But you know, just a different, it's just a different lens to look at yeah. the medicine through. Um, and so, you know, we're really interested in the psychedelic space and just kind of this new wave of like, it's finally coming back, you know, maps, and we've always been interested in that. And then, you know, Ken has used ketamine in the operating room for 25 years. And so he uses it all the time. And then all of a sudden this oh, wow. research, research started coming up about ketamine for mental health treatment. He's like, what in the world? <laughs> what is it? What do you, what do you mean? Um, and it just happened that the first um, meeting of the national, uh, it's called the ASKP. So it's the Association of Ketamine. It used to be physicians and now it's providers. And so that's the national ketamine organization. So their very first conference was here in Austin in 2018. And oh. so Ken was like, I'm going to go and just see what, <laughs> see what yeah. this is. And, you know, you know, to see what, and he was just blown away. He was like, if this works half as well as what the studies and what these people that are currently doing it says it's doing, he's like, this is a game changer. This is going to change the whole face of mental health. And then it's going to change the face of medicine. And this is going to be our way to step into the psychedelic movement because yeah. it's already legal. It's super safe. People are used to getting it. You know, it had all these very positive things that are going to be such an entry point for people who are nervous about the other plant and psychedelic medicines. You know, this is a good starting off point for a lot of people. And so he came home and he was like, we're opening a ketamine clinic. And I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so sure, let's try it. Let's do it. Um, yeah and so within a month we'd found a space we renovated um our offices and we had opened in about two and a half months so we've been open for about 18 months now we opened in february of 19 um actually on my 40th birthday and um mm -hmm. now i run the clinic from day to day so i manage um kind of the more of the business aspects i do all of our marketing and that kind of thing and then I use my wellness coaching lens to work with patients one-on-one, -on -one, make sure, you know, like every psychedelic ketamine is a tool. So it's all about integration and understanding what everybody's integration path looks different and trying to co-create that with our patients so that everybody's getting plugged in in the right places um, and that they're having, you know, a really good experience. And then the other thing that we're really passionate about is just the customer care level and so that's the other thing that has really slipped out of mental health. And I think Western medicine and most people know it. It's like people don't, it feels like nobody cares. Nobody takes the time and they don't because it's just how it, we're set up right now. And so like 
the amazing part is to have people come in that have been in this Western medicine and mental health model and you ask them how they are. And it's the first time somebody's asked them that. Wow. Or like, That's why simple. are you depressed? <laughs> like you've been depressed for 10 years. Has anybody ever asked you why you're struggling? Wow. And it's sad to say that's a differentiation, but it is. So wow. that's my weird long story. So no, that's, there's so many cool points to that. And, you know, that's one of the things I uh, personally are part of our mission is to help destigmatize psychedelics. And, um, you know, that's a battle in itself. But one of the beautiful pieces, the more we explore into the world academy, you said it wonderfully. It's such an entry point because now that it's legalized, and man, uh, Michael Zappelin, he's a filmmaker for reality. And truth. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, we did interview him. His goal, he literally thinks, and I, I'm becoming more and more of a full believer of it, ketamine can actually, ketamine itself, infusions the right way, can actually help reduce the world's suicide rate by 75%. I mean, I, I'm telling you, suicidal ideation in 90% of patients is gone in an hour. Not I mean, it's, it's not I've been it's, like that's and I've, I've been back in my past, you know, I had dealt with addiction issues and been an outpatient program years and years ago for alcoholism. And I remember like our uh, binge drinking. I remember looking at all the facilities that were out there and they consider successful like 10 percent, like 8 percent, 10 percent, 12 percent is like success to, to hear. And that's one of the things that was so cool about your clinic. I'll never forget, like walking in, there's you have this. Oh man, it's like this this big paper on one of the doors that shows the statistics of like relieved depression, relieved anxiety, relieved suicide, like all these statistics, and it's all like insane rates. It's like the lowest is fifty, but it goes up to like eighty or ninety percent for some of these. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it it works fundamentally different in the brain than any other uh, medications or modalities that we currently use for mental health. The only thing that looks similar in fMRIs is psilocybin, but it looks, it works on two different receptors. So it actually works differently, but that's the same basic principle. What psychedelics do is help those neuropathways turn back on because after years of anxiety, depression, just living, <laughs> just normal living, everybody knows we get stuck in those ruts. And what is that? That is, that is neuro, neuro, neuro connections that have just become so good at firing you what wires together fires together so it's like this loop we get stuck in these loops we get stuck in our patterns and anybody can tell you that you know as much as you want to get out of your pattern it's not easy <laughs> like your body is so good at Absolutely. being efficient that it turns everything else around it off. And so what does ketamine and other psychedelics do? They turn all those connections back on. And then one of the really cool things that's a re relatively recent study that we figured out is then it bays your brain and BDM, BDNF, which is brain-derived neurogrowth factor, which is basically growth hormone for your brain. So people, so people ask, Oh, well, you're, uh, you're under the influence of ketamine. No wonder you're having these big insights. But then you ask, why do you feel them if the half-life of ketamine is, you know, about six hours? Why are right. you feeling it days later? It's no longer in your system. It's because that, that growth factor actually is helping those synapses stay on. And the more we can bathe that brain in those synapses, that's why we do it in this series, because we want to take, keep them on 
you know, long term. And then from that new place, then you have to do the integrative work to move into that new pattern. So it's great that you've had this big aha moment, but now how do you restructure your life so that you're using that new, uh, that new pattern that you've now seen, you know, had insight about now that you want to implement into your life. And that's when it's lasting. Yeah. And there was, we had some profound experiences too. Like I know Megan, she was, she's getting up. She was, I mean, I think it was either the third or fourth infusion, something like that. Getting up super early, re-motivated to get up and work out in the morning to get back into the routine. I mean, it was pretty immediate, which was really cool. And I had a, I did not, I, I went in really just for the experience itself. And mm -hmm. I, one of the most profound things that happened to me, which I had no clue this was even in there, was it was like the fifth infusion. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of psychedelics, there's no question there. Obviously in my past, it was more so recreationally, and then mm -hmm. it's become more of a ceremonial type of thing now, uh, whenever mm -hmm. I do engage like psilocybin or something like that. Well, in my earlier days, there was uh, one really, really intense bad trip I had with LSD. And mm -hmm. I, I thought I kind of let it go, but I, I guess it went into my subconscious a little because anytime I went back into a um, psychedelic experience, even in my more ceremonial ones nowadays, uh, there's just this little, tiny little tension in the back of my head a little bit about that one really bad trip. Well, man, it was so crazy. And I didn't understand what happened in the infusion until weeks later, whenever um, mm -hmm. we were out at the river, we um, engaged psilocybin mushrooms, we had a little ceremony out there. And so during the, during the infusion, I, it took me to flashes of this bad trip years and years ago. And it was the weirdest thing. I was like, whoa, why am I seeing this? That's freaky. Like mm -hmm. flash of the bad trip, flash of the bad trip. And then it would like get pulled away. And I had no mm -hmm. clue what that was. I just thought it was weird. And then uh, a couple weeks later, that tension was gone. It literally, mm. it, it's like, it's almost a spiritual component, man. I can't explain it. But the ketamine went into found the neuropathways that I think were damaged and the subconscious areas of my brain that had that anxiety from that and it was gone. I've never experienced any zero anxiety on any aspect of the ceremony or anything now since that fifth infusion. Can you, is that, have you heard things like that? Can you speak on profound one-off things like that? Oh yeah. Well, one of the other interesting things um, is how ketamine works with the glutamate system. And glutamate is actually one of the most powerful neurotransmitters for your memory. And as you, as <laughs> hopefully this is not a surprise to everybody, your memory is not correct. <laughs> your memory is not right. It is colored with all kinds of things. And most people remember things incorrectly because you're remembering them in a state. And then every time you re-remember them and access that, then you're putting that new state on top of it. And so there's a lot of things in there. And what it does is when it increases that glutamate, it actually helps you to reprogram memories. And so that's what they think is happening with, with PTSD and why it works so well to deal with deep-seated trauma for people is because it really allows your brain to re-experience trauma in a different way so that then it can process those emotions and literally uh, rid them in your nervous system. Because it's not only the memory, it's the memory linked into that neurosystem response of that fight or flight that's creating those uh those issues with people even that mild one for you there's something there was a little bit of ptsd in there yeah. about that yeah. lsd trip that created a tension response which you know 
is super normal for any kind of kind of traumatic response. Right. But what it allows you to do is then re-experience that, process that emotion. So then you're no longer having reactions. Um, and then you can respond as opposed to react. And so the triggering for most people drops significantly um, around trauma. That's awesome. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, PTSD, that was another big one I saw on my notes chart that you deal with so well. Um, can, yeah. do you guys, can you speak on the spiritual components of it? Because there's been so many profound experiences there. What, what, what kind of spiritual experiences or components are there to ketamine mm-hmm. that you, you've experienced? Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, uh, ketamine therapy clinics are very different. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of different ways it's administered. And some people think of it just as a drug and we're going to give you the drug and it works in your brain this way and that's it. We're not really going to deal with dissociation or psychedelic or spiritual right. aspect to it. And, you know, and our because of our background, uh, that was just not how we experienced it you know, and we really do believe in the spiritual aspect of it. And the spirituality is healing for people. Absolutely. Um, and the thing that most people feel, uh, you know, the first one for many is like a very, uh, we call it shaking hands with a drug. It's a relatively low dose. It's based yeah. on your weight. It's for everybody to get a feel of what's about to occur. And that for many people is just a giant flood of gratitude and a sense of connection. And that's what so many people are missing now, uh, especially yeah. with COVID. Oh, yeah. Everybody just feels so disconnected. And that con- disconnection, of course, first starts with self and then filters out into everything. You know, disconnection to the earth, disconnection to uh, the, you know, those that are alive and those that are on the other side, disconnection to all those different things. And so that's the first thing that most people feel spiritually is just... God, I just feel so grateful and I feel so connected. And this is all the same. You know, it's that sameness that you finally get to feel. Um, And then as we step up, what we're looking for with most patients, this isn't with everybody, but we really are looking for patients to dissociate. Um, And what that is, um, it's the feeling of leaving your body. And for many people, that looks like different things. For some people, it looks like a portal. For some people, that looks like a giant hole in the ground. For some people, that looks like (laughs) outer space. Um, It was like space for me. It was like space. Sounds crazy, but I freaking saw outer space and I was there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And for some people, you know, some people have a real, uh, are good at surrender me i'm really yeah. good at it like i'll nesty plunge into that and be like yes let's go i don't care if i die this will be awesome and then i'll just tell you that's not most people right. most people it brings up a lot of fear because most people have a, a sense of control and want to keep that sense of control and when you fully let go that's but that control is also what's causing you to suffer because you're thinking you're controlling everything, but really you're holding on to nothing. Um, That's so powerful. That's so true. Yeah. And so it's so powerful to allow people to tiptoe into that space of surrender and finally let go. And then to realize, and this is a conversation I have all the time, is like, I know it feels scary, but it will be the most free you will ever feel when you really can let go and be like, you know what, I'm not in control and I'm okay. And I try trust the universe and I trust myself and I'm going to let go. And for many, that is the light switch. 
Mm. And what they say in the brain is what that really is almost doing is basically like a reboot of your system. And so it's basically rebooting your brain. <laughs> so it's, it's separating your front and back lobe. And what that does is it gets rid of completely of your ego. That's what you're feeling when that's letting yeah. go. It's your ego. It's your story. Can you really yeah. freaking let go of the story arc that you've built of who you are and how you are and what you are and, and really just be. And most people, when they fall in as scary as that is, they realize that it's all the same. <laughs> like I'm just in some place that, you know, like I've just, yeah. or I've been caught by something. Some people have a lot of that, like, oh, then I was so relaxed. I was able to fully relax or I was floating or I was just there and able to completely, you know, be without a body and, you know, and, and people wake up from that and be like, what was that? Right. <laughs> was that? And then, and then it feel things feel different. And that's because I think you really have, there's power in the surrender, man. There's just a lot mm -hmm. of power and lessons in that for, for most of us. That's so true. And that translates so well in the life. It's so cool because uh, this, similar to psychedelics, I've found that there's so many aspects to the treatment and what you learn from the treatment that correlate to all these different aspects of your life. It really is an powerful life emp empowerment and healing tool is what I'm discovering more and more with ketamine. Mm -hmm. And that's why, yeah, that's one of the big things that when people ask, well, what's the difference between this and like standard mental health treatment? And I was like, this is my opinion. And this is totally my opinion. This is actually probably not the opinion of a Luma, but this is my opinion. Okay. <laughs> uh, my opinion is the Western mental health model is a victim mentality. It's hmm. your brain is broken. There's yes. nothing you can do about it. You need to take this pill because your neurotransmitters are off. By the way, that science has been disproven like years ago and nobody's told anybody. Um, sure. Not to say that meds don't help people for short periods of time, but no study has been done over six months just so everybody knows if you, wow. there's literally zero studies on ssris over six months um Jeez. and most people are on them for years and are not managed and so yeah. um but that's a that's a problem when you're going to somebody and they're the expert and they're saying this is what's wrong with you and the only way you can you know be okay is if you take this pill and then you'll be fine it just it's just completely disempowering because then how do you fix yourself? <laughs> how do you, how do you get better? You know, and ketamine is just basically the polar opposite. And I'll say most of our patients are actually on medications while they come into treatment, which is completely fine. But what ketamine does is it shows you what's going on and then said, are you ready to deal with this? Are you ready to process this? Are you ready to work through this? Again, ketamine is a tool. It's going to show you a lot of stuff, but then you actually have to do the work. Um, and we partner with life coaches and therapists and all kinds of different um, integration specialists that can help people work on whatever they're trying to go through. But it really is a drug of empowerment. And that is the difference for me. It's like the big aha that I hear over and over almost every day is this uh, realization, I am the crux of my suffering, which is terrifying. But also, the side of that is, if you are the crux of your suffering, you're also your own savior. That's and right. you can fix yourself, and you can fix your brain, and you can get better. And 
this reality that you think that you need to live where you're sick and you're sad and you're not doing well is an illusion that you that that the things that you're doing are helping to create and this is a tool that can help you break out of that um and some people then stay on their medication some people wean off but it's it's a mindset shift it's do you really believe you have the capacity to live and be a different person and you get to own that either answer <laughs> yeah yeah that is that is awesome i love it. what and when it comes to integration seems to be like a consistency across the board with these plant medicines too what kind of integration techniques do you usually advise for someone after their um after their uh, infusions yeah really dependent on the person because we have a super super right wide range of population i mean we have people like straight from the hospital suicidation you know patients as young as 14 to 70 year olds and then people that are super high functioning ceos who are coming and using it as breakthrough therapy who are really like trying to you know look at it as the limitless pill and figure out where their creativity and where their blocks are so those are like such a wide range so the biggest thing that i always say to people is i don't care what your integration looks like but we have to come up with a plan so for many who feel comfortable in the western mental health model that looks like cognitive behavioral therapy emdr is an absolutely amazing adjunct therapy to this since this really opens you up and taps you into your emotions emdr is really good especially if you have trauma to then process even deeper emdr works very similarly on the brain as ketamine it just takes a little longer so partnering these will work really well um you know, some people just do normal talk therapy. And then I have, you know, on our higher functioning side, we have life coaches and breakthrough coaches that work with people. I also am really big on any kind of somatic therapy that people like to do. We have a lot of people that turn to art as part of their integration plan. I do love art. I don't think it's the only integration plan you can have, though. I think a lot of times you need to actually talk through or at yeah. least uh, move through stuff with people. Um, and so it's not on, it's not for, for me to decide what that looks like, but it's, you know, I want everybody to have kind of a plan in place so that we know where, where we're going because things will come up. Ketamine is what I call an emotional unpacker, especially if you're an emotional suppressor like me, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't like, I don't like bad feelings. We'll just act like they never happened. Right. <laughs> we'll just move away. past them, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then interestingly when i did my ketamine infusions i cried for almost a week between my second and third infusion wow. almost every single day oh, and it was, it was just and it wasn't anything specific i mean it was grief and sadness and you know and i could you know i journaled and wrote about it i think journaling and writing is unbelievable for ketamine processing one of the things that we do here is if you're coming out in fusion, if you work with a therapist outside of our clinic, we'll take notes for you if things come up because ketamine is your subconscious. So it feels very dreamlike. And so sometimes it's important to kind of get that information out as soon as you come out so that you remember it. Um, and so we can take notes for you and then you can share them with your therapist or your coach afterward to really work on them. That's awesome. I love that. Um, well, what's, what's in the future for Illumina? You got, you got this background. You been personal training, you've been a chef, and now you're going with that mindset and spirituality. Like, you kind of got everything there. What, what's, what's the future look like for what, what you're training, the direction you're trying to go? 
Yeah, I mean, our goal is to create a holistic mental health, basically, facility. Um, ketamine is just the legal thing that we have right now. You know, our big goal is to work with MAPS and try to get into the next phase of MDMA studies and then hopefully psilocybin and then who knows what. Uh, we also have added some practitioners onto the other side of our building. So we have this really amazing acupuncturist. Uh, she's also a Chinese medicine doctor and she does cupping and some body work. She's been an amazing adjunct. So you can come in now, you can uh, say you're really riled up. She can, she can do a pre-treatment on you, you know, get you back into your parasympathetic nervous system, drop you down, put some needles in your ears and like get you really ready. Uh, we also have a nurse practitioner who works on hormone and sexual health. So kind of looking at the body and making sure everything's functioning properly. And so I think just adding on more things like that so that people have kind of a one-stop shop um, to really care for themselves uh, on all levels. That's awesome. We have a uh, close friend that's going to be moving to Austin. She was a nurse in, uh, where is it, a nurse in Michigan. She actually used to be the person that put the ketamine IVs in. I have to connect oh, you with her. She's yeah, looking for an opportunity. So <laughs> always, always on the hunt for good people. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, a di it's a different business. So trying to find somebody that's oh. medically trained Right. But spiritually minded is a oh really God, interesting right. dichotomy that usually so doesn't go on the Western side. Yeah, I bet that's got to be such a that's got to be interesting interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, where can uh, I'm going to put all your links and everything everywhere we post this? But I mean, if you want to speak to it for people that are just listening, where's the best place someone can reach you? Also, on a side note, Megan and I had such an awesome experience. They were so welcoming, warm. It was really profound for both of us. I had no clue. I had suppressed a bit of PTSD from a trip. Uh, Megan just was waking up earlier, more motivation. I mean, it was really profound. So we, we personally couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, but what, where would you, where can they find you? Yeah, I think the easiest place to start is our website. It's www.aluma, which is I-L-L-U-M-M-A.com. And on there, uh, there's a really quick contact us form. The, the process is really easy. You fill out that form. We'll have you fill out some online paperwork, which takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes. You'll have a phone consultation with our nurse practitioner, which is about 20 or 30 minutes. And then from there, we can get you scheduled. So that whole process, we can usually get you in within three, three to four days at the most. Um, and so the process is real easy and seamless. Um, I know some people are a little anxious right now because of COVID, but we take super extra precautions. We're already a medical clinic, so we're already used to <laughs> being super sterile and clean, but we got N95s, we do temperature checks, we do e-check-ins, so we know everybody's free and clear, and we've been open since March and have yet to have one incident of oh, anybody awesome. sick or any of our staff getting sick or anybody even being quarantined. So we're taking extra precautions. You're in a room by yourself. It's a real relaxing environment. And it's, it's just really, I mean, it's a game changer. If whether you're struggling currently have struggled in the past or really just looking for something to kind of take you to that next level. Um, it's an amazing thing that is readily accessible and super safe and in a really easy environment. The other thing that's really nice for those tiptoeing into the psychedelic space 
is you're in and out in 90 minutes. <laughs> so there's, you know, it's completely legal. It's completely legal. You don't have to worry about that. And, um, and it's real fast and it's really effective. So it's great. Yeah. And if you, if anyone out there even knows anyone that's struggling, I would pass this, uh, pass this specific podcast on them, pass the info on to them. Everyone mm -hmm. I feel like either is struggling or knows someone that is struggling and it, you never know, the right? This all could be happening for that reason so they can hear about it a little bit ago and really have a profound experience. One thing I'll say that we loved, because obviously going into any kind of experience, there's a little anxiety. We got in, yeah. we sat down, and the vibe was awesome. We got the essential oils, and then you have affirmation cards right in the front. And we pulled an affirmation card, and it was like, you're in the right place at the right time. It was awesome. <laughs> so I love that setup. That was great. Yeah. Um, well, okay. thank you so much for being on with us. Um, anytime yeah, you're welcome. We ask one last question before we leave, okay. and that's, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? Um, stop asking if you're right and start asking if you're helping. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I think right now we got a lot of people standing and I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and not a lot of people asking empathetically, am I helping? Right. the situation and so i right. just think more of us can bring a lot more grace and empathy that everybody is doing their best and you might not agree with them but you know we're all on our own path and we have far more in common than we have um you know not not in common so i just think well, great grace and empathy is what we need right now well said thank you so much again for coming on with us uh we Loved meeting you. We've loved our experience. So I can't wait to like get you out to our community. So keep doing the great work of healing people. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. Happy healing. Bye.